Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. And right off the bat, I owe you guys an apology because I forgot to announce the winner last week. A bunch of you reached out to me. I appreciate it. You were right. The baby continuing to wake up just had me distracted. But today I will give away two things, two people, one thing for each person to make up for last week. If I do crazy things like that, definitely let me know. I appreciate all of you who reached out and said, hey, um, you said the prize was going to be the GBX protein and you never gave it away. I gotcha. Today, we're going to give away the GBX protein from last week. We're also going to give away a change maker's journal. I think that's a really great thing to get started with, especially as we go into a new year. Maybe that's something that you're going to start doing. Although I say, don't wait. If it's worth doing in January, it's worth doing now. I'll announce the winners at the end of the show. And if I don't, You'll remind me, but I will. I will. Chris is upstairs with the baby. He's not joining us. I, I literally, I was getting Roman to sleep and I texted him and I said, hey, after I get him down, can we record? And then like 10 minutes later, I realized this is going to take a while. And I said, swap out. You get Roman down. I'll record. As I'm sure those of you who have little kiddos or even older kiddos know, we won't be in this phase of passing off and, you know. Ro will be a better sleeper someday. He's actually, he's been great until we went to Cabo and then he got RSV and the combination, I think he didn't get RSV in Cabo, but when we first got back from Cabo, he was adjusting to the time change and kind of settling back in. Then he got sick about a week later. So hopefully Chris and I can find our rhythm recording together. It's just one of those times where, hey, you just get me. You just get me. So we're going to give away the GBX protein and the Changemakers journal to a couple people that we'll announce at the end of the show. If you aren't aware, I know we have a lot of new listeners right now. I don't know where they came from, but hi, I'm Elizabeth. Nice to meet you. There's three ways to win. Number one, you can leave a review on of this podcast wherever you listen, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, whatever. Or you can leave a review of either one of my books, uh, chasing cupcakes and tools for the trenches. I'm like, what are what are they called? What are they called? Or, and or, because you do all three, you get three chances to win. Post on social, tag me, either Facebook or Instagram, with an episode of this podcast that you love or one that you're listening to. And you could win. Every single Saturday, I give something away. It doesn't matter where in the world you live. So right before I came downstairs, I was swapping off with Chris and I saw somebody asked a question that I would start with. And the question is, where is Rumi? That was the question. Where is Rumi? 
Uh, Rumi, for those of you that don't know, is our charcoal lab. He's almost three. He'll be three in a few months, which is crazy. Um, we got him, of course, before Dagny. Right after we moved into this house that we're in now, we got Rumi. And when he was a little pup, he was on my social a lot. Now he's just, you know, he's like he's like me. He's like Chris. He's just around a lot. Um, but he's still here. No fear. He's not a big talker. That's why you don't hear him much on the podcast. Right now he is asleep in our bed, which I would love to know if you guys are dogs in the bed people or dogs not in the bed people. I am dogs not in the bed. Like that is something that I feel very strongly about, and yet the dog is in the bed. The reason I feel strongly about it, well, one, I think just the bed should be for the couple. feel that way. But also, in the random or rare occasion where Roman is in the bed, then we, I mean, that does, that rarely happens, but even if we're just like up there and we're all awake, if Rumi comes in and he jumps up on the bed, you know, he's a 130 pound dog. No bueno. So then we have to shut the door and it's just, I'm a dog's not in the bed. But when we had Roman, he just all of a sudden, I don't know, dogs do different things. Dogs act weird when a new baby comes in and he's just claiming his his rightful spot. So we haven't really fought at the dogs in the bed. That is what it is. So Rumi is here. He is good. He's in the bed, though I wish he wasn't. It means I have to wash my sheets a lot more. Anyway, the next question. I love when you guys send in questions. I, I want to reiterate that, especially as we kind of get closer to closing out a year, starting a new year. This is your show. There would be no Primal Potential podcast if there weren't you guys listening to it. So I really want you to hear me on this. And I mean it so sincerely. If you have a question, if you have a topic you want to hear about, let me know. You can email me. You can message me on Instagram. Don't message me on Facebook. Facebook's weird. Because if we're not friends on Facebook, and we're probably not friends on Facebook, because I don't really have friends on Facebook intentionally, um, then he doesn't show me the message. So message me on Instagram, email me, put it in the Primal Potential Facebook group, any of those things. I really want to talk about what you want to hear about, okay? All right, so this next one says, why do I find myself eating when I see the scale go down? When it goes up, I get angry and I eat or I go to restrictive eating. When it goes down, I think, hey, I can reward myself. What the hell? That's the question. So from my perspective, every choice we make, this isn't even my perspective, this is just fact. Every choice we make comes down to how we think about it or how we convince ourselves, what our narrative is. And sometimes you don't even know that it's happening. I would say most of the time, we don't know that it's happening. But if you get on the scale and you see the number go down and you think, hey, I can reward myself. It's because you have created a narrative in that moment and probably in past moments where you say, well, now I can eat a little bit to reward myself. Food is a reward. And I would say you need a different narrative. For example, you guys know I've talked about this. I've talked about it probably more in the Primal Potential Facebook group. I'm in a weight loss phase right now after losing about 150 pounds, then, you know, two pregnancies, two years, two C-sections, I'm carrying a good bit more weight than I want to. And I I can relate, though, 
to previous times where I would reward myself with food. My narrative now is I eat the way I eat because I want to be healthy and I want to be fit and I want to be around for a long time for my kids. I want to have a lot of kids. I want to be healthy. I want to do my part. I talked about this a while back and I know I talked about it probably more in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Um, It seems to me that more recently than ever, or more, more so recently than ever before, I should say, I'm hearing of people that I know being diagnosed with illnesses, primarily cancer. And as I've seen that more frequently, more recently, I've had this very pervasive thought of, you know, that could happen to me. That could happen to any of us. And I, if it were to happen to me, I never want to be in the position of thinking, I should have taken better care of myself. Damn it. In previous struggles with weight that I've had, food has been very much about weight. If I eat this, the scale might go up. If I don't eat this, the scale might go down. If I eat this instead of this, maybe I'll lose weight or maybe I'll gain weight. I saw food through the filter of body weight. And that is certainly part of the equation. But now, yes, what I eat could impact my weight up or down. But what I eat is about how I want to be, who I want to be. It's about my health. It's about so many other things. If you've just made it about the scale, then you're probably going to find yourself in situations where you can talk yourself into, hey, well, the scale's down, so I deserve a reward. Think about what food is to you. And you might very well need to reframe what food is to you, what food means to you, because it's so much more than weight. It's so much more than weight. The other piece of it is, look at how you, hold on one second, guys. Chris, uh, you need to turn the volume up on that. Sorry, he just came down, took a monitor. I could have paused it, but you know what? It's real life. Um, Okay. The other thing to think about is the notion of reward. Hey, I can reward myself a little. This is where I think of things in terms of, are we thinking in complete thoughts or in incomplete thoughts? And I'm not saying you've lost weight, you shouldn't reward yourself. If you respond to rewards, reward yourself. But it can be an incomplete thought when you're rewarding yourself for the very thing, you know, you're rewarding yourself with something that's taking you away from the thing you want to go towards. It's like, and this is an exaggerated example, but it really rings true, celebrating your sobriety with a beer. It's an incomplete thought. It's very immature. It's underdeveloped. I want you to have indulgent foods every now and again, right? I want you to have the spicy margarita or the cupcake. You can tell I'm giving examples of things that I really love, but... It might not make sense to turn to that as a reward for weight loss. It's just like rewarding yourself for your sobriety with a beer. I want to have that spicy margarita, maybe on a special occasion. Maybe it's because it's a date night and we've been out you know, twice without the baby since he was born, something like that. But look at the way you're rewarding yourself and what makes sense. And the same is true. The other part of the question was, you know, sometimes when it goes up, I get angry and I go eat or I go restrictive eating. 
You have to challenge yourself. And this is a practice that we can all be in every day in many, many areas of life, not just with food. Am I thinking about this in a calm and a rational way? Am I thinking about this in a mature way? Am I thinking about this in a way that's going to serve me? There is a lot of intellectual immaturity, emotional immaturity. The scale's up. I'm so mad that I didn't lose weight, so I'm going to go eat a pizza. It's intellectually immature. That doesn't mean that we're somehow going to snap our fingers and all of a sudden not have these intellectually immature reactions. That's probably not realistic for most of us, but we can begin to practice in those moments. Okay, I'm pissed. I'm tempted to go have a whole pizza. Is there an improvement I can make? Maybe I will have the pizza tomorrow and I'm going to give myself 12 hours to kind of let this sting of the moment of seeing the scale wear off. Maybe I'm going to have pizza, but I'm going to have one slice of pizza instead of the whole pizza. Maybe I'm going to challenge myself to really do the opposite of what I want to do. And so I'm going to take my angry butt right now and I'm going to go for a walk. Or I'm going to reach out to somebody that really inspires me. We get to practice being intellectually mature, having more rational responses to things. It's just like, I know I've given this example before, sometimes in my marriage, when I'm hurt or I don't feel close, I pull away. It's the exact same thing as eating when you're mad because you've gained weight or you didn't lose weight. You're giving yourself the opposite reaction from the one that you want only because in that moment you're just being immature. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not condemning it, but it's an opportunity to practice. Okay, the next question says, what is the best first step to making any lifestyle change? You know, I I don't really think that there is a best first step across the board. I think that there are any number of steps that would be effective. And the best one is the one you're going to do. And you've probably heard that before and it's cliche and you really want to know the one thing. I'll give you a few things that are great to start with. Something small that you know you can do every day. So maybe when you are starting a business saying, I'm going to go live on Facebook, doesn't feel like something you can do every day. But writing ideas down, creative things that could become social media posts for 10 minutes a day, you know, what are you good at? What do you want to get across? What is your client need? What does your customer want? You can do that brainstorming for five minutes every single day, no matter what. Start with something that you're willing to commit to. Maybe uh, going on a keto diet is something that you don't feel like you can do every day, but you know that starting your day with a glass of water, you can do that. Even on the days that don't go well from there on out, you can do that. Now, the second part of that that I'll say, and it it might sound at odds with that first step, but it's really not. Focus only on the day that you are in. I screwed myself up 
so many times and even sometimes still find myself in this trap, especially as it relates to like business or writing a book. But I found I did this for so long with food is I would plan out this this 30 day, this 60 day, this between here and there. By the time it gets to Valentine's Day, I'll blah, 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 blah. Or by the time it gets to so-and-so's birthday. And then I was so focused on that end goal, that end point that I wanted, that I missed a ton of opportunities to take action on the day or the moment that I was in. Or I would say things like, I'll start tomorrow, or this one thing won't hurt. The whole entire reason that I developed the Change Makers Journal is because I was having a hard time after after losing Dagny, getting back into a state of discipline and focus. And I knew that all I could focus on was the day that I was in. Like, I'm not going to say that when we do family dinner tomorrow, I'm not going to have pizza. I don't know. I'm not worried about tomorrow right now. What I'm focused on is what and when I'm going to eat today, right? I wanted to take my supplements today. I wanted to have chicken for lunch and I wanted to do spaghetti squash and meat sauce for dinner. I wanted to have a green protein smoothie. I wanted to get my workout in. I'm not concerned about if I'm going to get to the gym on Saturday or if it's open on Christmas Eve. I'm focused on today. And that's all. So I think that's another thing to focus on is as a first step today, the day you're in. That's not to say that's where you have to start. That's not necessarily the best step. And then the third thing I would say is get really clear on where you need to make improvements, specifically things that are taking you away from whatever change you want to make. Maybe that's alcohol. Maybe it's watching TV. Maybe it's social media. I don't know what it is for you, but be very conscious of that. And then ask yourself, what small improvement can I make today? Maybe you have one glass of wine instead of three. Maybe you put your phone away at 7 p.m. Maybe you watch an hour of TV or two hours of TV, but not five hours. Get really, really clear on what kinds of things could get in your way and then challenge yourself every day to see what improvement you're willing to make. The next question says, how do I stop falling back into old habits? I'm a realist. I'm a realist. And this might not be your truth, but I will share with you mine. There will always be moments or days where I show up like a version of me I don't want to be. And that could be uh, not meditating, not journaling. It could be overeating. It could be skipping a workout. It could be any number of things. It helps me to be realistic. I will forever, forever have moments where I make choices that I don't feel good about, that I wish I hadn't made, that sort of reflect a previous version of me. That helps me so that I don't freak out or panic when it happens, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I'm going backwards. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not going anywhere. But there is always going to be a choice made that I don't feel good about. So my challenge then is how do I more quickly return 
to who and how I want to be and the kinds of choices I want to make. Instead of, that, that's what it is for me. It's not how do I stop falling backwards or choosing things that don't serve me. It's how do I more quickly get back to how I want to be. So with food, it used to be, oh, well, I had pancakes for breakfast, so I'm totally off track, so I might as well get it all out of my system and eat everything that's not nailed down, and tomorrow I'm going to start fresh. Now it's, hey, Chris brought home cookies from work. That's awesome. They were delicious. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to taste them. And then how do I, as quickly as possible, what is the fastest way I can get back to impeccable self-care? taking great care of my body. How fast can I get back to that? Maybe that means immediately afterwards, I have a really healthy meal or I take my supplements or I go for a walk or whatever it is. I give the cookies to the neighbor. How do we get back to it more quickly? Moment after moment. I do this in my marriage too. I was short-tempered. I was irritable. I said something I wish I hadn't said. Instead of being in a funk and withdrawing for the rest of the night and being passive aggressive and going up to bed and not talking to Chris, how quick can I get back to being kind and loving? What does that look like? All right, the next question, there's two more questions and then we've got two winners today. How do I get my life back on track and stop feeling like a disaster? All right, the first thing you do is you get rid of that disaster notion right away and you don't tell that story anymore. You don't tell it to yourself, I'm a disaster, I feel like a disaster, not to another person. I mean, unless you're in therapy, like please, you know, I'm I'm not a therapist and I'm not in any way saying that my approach should take over what you're doing with your therapist. Do your therapy. Um, If you hear that noise, that's my my foot rubbing on the um, bouncy ball. Anyway, so... How do I get my life back on track? Well, what's one thing you can do today to make it better than yesterday? Where do you want to go? We got to start there. What do you want to improve? And you might think everything. Fine. Being vague doesn't help us. Get specific. All right. I want to improve my finances. I want to improve my health. I want to improve my fitness. And then I will say, get more specific with your finances. What do you want to do? Well, I want to get out of debt. Okay. Be more specific. I want to make more money. Be more specific. Get so, so specific. Because otherwise, it's very hard to act on it. And then it's this big general thing like, I'm a disaster. No, let's get very, very specific. Oh, I need to take better care of my health. Okay, tell me more about that. I need to be more active. Tell me more about that. I want to get 5,000 steps a day. I want to get into the gym. And I'd love to go to the gym three days a week. Be very specific. And then you're going to have a big list. You're going to have a big list. But the beauty of a big list is that it gives us options for today. Because maybe you're not going to go to the gym today. But you can cancel three subscriptions you don't use. And that's what you're going to do today. Maybe you can't cancel three subscriptions because you don't have three subscriptions. But you can have a salad and protein for dinner, right? Get very, very specific about some or all of the changes you want to make. And then just start asking yourself, what's, what's one low-hanging fruit thing that I can act on today? As you build momentum, you're going to be able and willing to take on more. But don't not start because you think that the small thing you could start with, the small thing you're able to take on isn't enough. Something is always, always, always better than nothing. Always. 
last question. I can hear the baby crying. It drives me bonkers. Don't get me wrong. I'm very glad to be here with you. And I'm very glad that Chris is upstairs with crying baby. I just wish he wasn't crying. Okay. How do I stop making a poor choice spiral out of control because of my poor mindset? Honestly, I feel like go back to the first question, right? The first question was about if I see the scale, you know, go up, then I eat. Or if it goes down, then I eat to reward myself. Go listen to that question because it's about how you think. It's about the story you tell. It's about the mindset that you have. You don't have to be that person who says, oh, well, screw it. I blew it. Because you don't do that in other areas of your life. The other day I was, um, it was, I don't know, maybe six in the morning or so. And I was asleep in the nursery in the chair with Ro. That's where I am more often than not. It'll get better. Um, And I woke up and I was like, Chris isn't at work. He leaves for work pretty early. And I knew this because I could hear him snoring in the other room. And so I kind of yelled out, "Uh, Chris, are you going to get up? And he was like, oh, my gosh, my alarm went off. And I thought that it was Sunday. It was not Sunday. (laughs) And so, you know, he gets up and he races out the door. He didn't say, well, I'm late, so I might as well not go. We don't do that in other areas of our lives. We only do it because it serves us. Because now we have a reason to do whatever the heck we wanted to do that day and not do the harder thing. But you don't have to be that way. And it's all about becoming a better thinker. That's what this podcast is about. We have over a thousand episodes that can help you with that. We have the 12 Weeks to Transformation that can help you with that. We have the Changemakers Journal that can help you with that. The answers exist. I would ask you, are you taking advantage of them? It doesn't have to be something you pay for. You don't have to do the 12 Weeks to Transformation. You don't have to buy the Changemakers Journal. But you can listen to this podcast and then implement the things we talk about. I think you already know the answer. The person who asks, you know, how do I make it not spiral when I make a bad choice? I think you know the answer. You just have to put it into action. All right. Two winners. GBX Protein, my very, very favorite because it's got prebiotics in there and it's got protein. So it's really, really helping your body preferentially burn fat. That is going to WW with Christy, Christy with a Y, WW with Christy. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me that you were the winner for today's episode. I don't know the episode number off the top of my head. When is it? 946? No, that's not right. Anyway, whatever the episode number is, you can look at your app and see it right now. Um, tell me you were the winner. And if you would like vanilla or chocolate, include your mailing address and I will get it out to you. And then the winner of the Change Makers Journal is at Matea. Oh, all the letters are, are going together. So I'm like, um, I'm trying to see. Renti, Rentea, MD. Matea, Rentea, MD. Email me. Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me that you were the winner. This episode number, it's in your app. I don't know what to do that stuff in my head. I always have it written down in front of me and I don't today. And you get the Changemakers Journal. Include your mailing address. You have 60 days from the date that this episode airs to claim your prize. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. And um, next Saturday is our final Saturday episode of the year. I'm going to do my darndest to be able to record with Chris. No promises. 
No promises, because I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to be going on. But keep the questions coming. If you have a question, if you have a topic, let me know. I'd love to incorporate it in next week's episode or the week after or the week after whenever I hear from you. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.